um hey guys <laughs> welcome to episode two of a girl with the joint and this is another episode where i will not be smoking um i don't know if i said that in the first episode but right now i'm just taking a break from smoking i've been smoking forever it feels like and I don't know now that I'm going into like this new chapter in my life I just want to kind of like cut back go back into like social smoking like maybe when I have guests I'll smoke or do like a little shroom or something like that um but yeah I'm just not I don't know I'm not in a smoky mood I'm like my taste is just I don't know growing or something like that I don't know I have no idea something crazy but stoner girl for life you know never forget it that's my origin story that's how I came up with this super fucking dope name because it was me and it still is me it's a part of me I'm just not doing it right now and I feel good about it so I'm still under the weather as you can hear quite irritating uh all the bullshit aside before i keep talking about a bunch of hoopla um this episode is called the power of projection slash pushing p because what's being pushed is not only the patriarchy but projection so i'm like let's just wrap that all into a nice little juicy podcast so i can talk a bunch of shit about it um (laughs) there's a lot of things that we can dive into separately with both projection and the patriarchy so um, i want to start with the definition of again the u.s definition on google so On Psychology Today, the definition of projection is described as the process of displacing one's feelings onto a different person, animal, or object. Pretty valid. I think as humans, it might be difficult for us to not project. Um, And kind of what I stated in that video clip that I put on my Instagram was essentially how I am also at fault for projecting but I really just realized that I really just realized that recently yeah um and it's a good and bad you know projecting is just I think overall it's bad but my version of projection is in this like magical fairy tale land that I live in and exist in that is merely made up of people who are just as conscious and just as loving and helpful and kind and with the same sense of self-awareness as me. This is my gumdrop world that I (laughs) realized I was in for a while. Um... So I tend to displace my emotions that I feel of myself onto others. So when I, as myself, think very highly of someone, 
it's also a reflection of myself. Like, I think highly of myself, therefore, I believe anyone that I'm speaking to, especially if it's on a romantic or friend, foe level, um, I assimilate the same relation of the value I keep for myself onto them, which isn't a good thing to do necessarily, um, but it's something that I realized I was doing because I kept getting disappointed. So I'm only getting disappointed because I'm envisioning them doing what I'm doing or I'm envisioning these people caring about the things that I care about because I'm saying it and I'm telling you and I'm being, you know, communicative or I'm like showing these actions physically of my expectations I have for someone and when they're not met I get disappointed and I'm always like super like taken back when that happens and it normally takes me like a little bit of time to just like recover from it was past tense uh taking me a little bit of time to like recover from those actions I think I learned how to not have such a long recovery time from something like that from dating honestly because I dated I went through a little phase (laughs) of dating and when I was dating throughout this year I dated like let's say four people four or three people um in literally like quarters of the year (laughs) of just giving someone a chance because in my mind in this gumdrop world that I was living in I was just like well I have traumas just because I have traumas I don't inflict my traumas onto others therefore I wouldn't expect the person I'm talking to to inflict them onto me and then all of a sudden you're getting blamed for shit that your actions don't relate to and you're confused and you're in disarray because nothing's lining up on a physical level but it's also because I have these imaginary thoughts, they have their imaginary thoughts, it's not being communicated to, I'm not being specific, they're not being specific, there's a lack of communication on that end, so that's something that I feel like I kind of had to like face myself, and I, I all of the things that I speak about are normally based on a very like real life experience circumstance, just because... Um, as a Sagittarius, I think that's the easiest way for me to quote-unquote teach others. Like, something that Sagittariuses are known of doing is trying to teach and, like, learn. We're constantly learning, but we're learning so that we can teach. And maybe I just took my fucking duty seriously, but I'm like, yeah, in order for me to teach someone, I have to live it because I only speak through my own life experiences And let me tell you, I've been through some life experiences, okay? So, yeah, in that, um, in that video, I was just speaking on how I project my reality onto others. And if I'm living in this magical fairy tale land full of honesty and love and communication and radas, 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 all the healthy conscious things in someone's life that you could possibly have um, in my imaginary world, that's what's going on. And then 
when I realize that it is not going on, I am confused. And the one thing I hate being the most is like confused. That is like one of the worst feelings for me. Because I, as a um, Haitian, Jamaican, black person, I was taught to really value education and being educated and that was like something that I felt like for a long time made me feel like valued like I wasn't valued until I had a certain level of education I was not taken seriously until I had a certain um like level of ex like educational experience behind me so whenever I'm confused, that really questions my intelligence. And that is like something I, at the time, didn't know how to handle. I didn't know how to handle not knowing what was going on because I pride myself in being in the know so much. I didn't, I couldn't understand how I could be somewhere with someone and not really be there with them. When you're doing things physically on such a, like person to person basis like if you're going to sleep next to someone waking up next to someone on a pretty normal regulatory basis for your life and then all of a sudden it's not that that is like a strong factor of a lack of communication and like a lack of understandance of where you're coming from and where I'm coming from and like when I'm here what does that mean when you're here, what does that mean? I feel like these are really important things to speak about just to avoid having such huge implosions on your in your life that seem so like dramatic and like, you know, it, it's a lot easier for people to come and go in your life as they're supposed to, as the experiences they're supposed to bring you when there's room for honesty and like a high value of respect for one another because you're able to genuinely speak about who you are and I think people are not doing that um myself included in the time like I don't think I gave the imp the proper impression to my partners that of what I valued and like what mattered to me and what was important for me and how much of an important something placed on my life. So yeah, that's kind of that. But back to projection, I don't know where I just went. <laughs> but as far as projecting, um, I think projection is dangerous I think it's really important to look at everything you know um for instance I feel like an example I could use is recently right I stop being close to someone that I was really close to for a long time and 
towards the end of this situation, um, this friendship, it came to my awareness that this person believed all these thoughts about me. They called me all types of names, said I was X, Y, and Z, and I'm a narcissist, and I'm egotistical, and I'm really full of myself, and all the things, right? Everybody, the things that people say when they're hurt normally. Uh, and I, when I heard this information back, for me, it sounded like a projection of themselves. I feel like when people want to hurt you sometimes, they will project how they feel about themselves because they are hurting. So if you are a hurt individual, I can only imagine the only thing that you can see, feel, say, do is project your pain in a situation. You, A lot of people... Um, it's hard for people to step out of the emotion of a situation and just look at the situation in a very literal sense. And I think anthropology kind of really aided in me being able to do that in my life and just do that, yeah, just do that in my life um, where I can look at a situation from all spectrums. I have the ability of like seeing, I can see where you're coming from and choose to not agree with it. It's not the fact that I don't need to agree with you. No one has to align with what you're saying. You just need to know you have a space to be heard. I think that's the most important thing. And I don't think a lot of people um, value that highly enough in their lives. Is being able to see all facets of someone, something, somewhere, and choosing to allow it choosing to agree to something it was a choice um yeah it was a choice for me um which kind of goes into like my romantic partners that I was talking about when I went through like a fate like a year I was like dating um and when I was dating during this time and just experiencing people um, in my life, I came across many interesting types of people. And everybody has a story. We all have stories. I have my own story. But my a part of my story is the education that I got realistically. It allows me to see things so differently. So... It's very hard for me to um, be in a space and project my reality onto you because I'm aware that everyone comes from so many different facets and has so many different components to make up their, excuse me, <coughs> to make up their personality and themselves as a whole that it's difficult for me to project my reality onto it because my reality is seeing all realities. My reality is kind of being open enough and um, loving, I guess you can say, like loving enough to want to see these things and like 
want to hear your story and hear where you're coming from. And that kind of gets me a little bit into trouble because sometimes I give people past tense, sometimes I gave people too much space or too much time of mine or too much understandance of mine. Like you can only, I can only understand so much about you before now I am simply just watering a part of me down to meet you or I am choosing to not be conscious because I know it doesn't benefit the situation here if you're used to a trauma-filled dynamic or a toxic-filled relationship type or like friendships or things I'm not going to compensate for your reality I'm not going to meet you where you are Either you're going to hear, either we're going to hear each other equally and decide what we want to decide, like adults, or it's going to be manipulated or it's going to be toxic. And in that that point, that's just showing more of someone's character, you know? Um, yeah, I, I just think a lot of people project. <laughs> I don't know... I don't know, I don't want to be like, I don't know who doesn't project, but I think even myself, like I, like I said, like I just realized that I was projecting for so long, um, versus now I feel like that I've had that like epiphany in a sense, I'm able to take in all facets of the information I'm being getting and then choose. Um, for a long time, I didn't feel like I had a choice because I didn't want to be like, the rest so to speak I didn't want to be you know the person that comes into your life and then walks out of your life once I see like you're super fucked up in that moment in my life because I knew I had shit going on and I was also like dating as a means of like getting away from the shit that I had going on I'm kind of just intrigued and I'm just like interested to see like if you have the ability of being open to something different because I feel like a lot of people have these you know especially with social media like it's super um popularized and it's super uh made to seem like an aesthetic of like a certain type of relationship to aspire for or um just a kind of dynamic that's like different from your family I feel like the normalized standard version for a lot of people especially in U.S. in this capitalistic society is to keep being under the demise of toxicity and those things that a lot of people don't even have time to you know question within themselves or question within their foundations their parents their surroundings their um, relationship history their childhood woundings their you know all those things because we don't have time well we're it's not that we don't have time because we're not taught that that is available to a lot of people especially within like black and people of color um homes we are not 
we don't feel liberated in that sense. I don't feel like that sense of liberation is really seen by a lot of our people because it's not taught to us, you know? It wasn't taught to our parents. It wasn't taught to our parents' parents. A lot of our grandparents typically, I mean, I would assume, are first generation, like, in a sense, like, they're not even from here, they're immigrants, um, some might not even speak English, some of us are, English isn't even our first language, like, it's really difficult to even feel like you have time to find out who you are and what you like and what you need to heal within yourself in order to even evolve, and I can say within at least my lifestyle, my life itself, the one thing that I've been able to make a priority is learning about myself and prioritizing learning about myself and making that kind of something at the forefront of my life. Like being an only child, I had a lot of alone time. I had a lot of time to sit by myself and be home by myself and figure out what the fuck I liked and what I did not like. But it was just a matter of me in my life having the liberation of putting boundaries up like I didn't have that privilege for myself so I've been able to adapt to a lot of situations where I've been able to learn from a lot of toxic situations of just like the little microaggressions that are in certain conversations that people throw at you or when someone says something that it could possibly be just stemming from like it's like initial reaction or it's coming from a place of like trauma or you know, like, I've just been able to have so much time alone to kind of an- the life that when I finally became an adult and I've been able to, like, step into my adult life and be around other people, I kind of took a step back to just observe and observe what the people around me are saying and observe what people think and observe, to me my peers um and sometimes I said things and sometimes I didn't but it was more out of a precaution because as a child me saying things wasn't allowed yeah sorry cut off lost um storage hashtag very whack um but nonetheless in my adult life from taking a back seat of observing everybody now i'm ready to say what the fuck i see and i see a lot of bullshit (laughs) (coughs) excuse me but yeah like i don't know i just think a lot of people are projecting their realities and As a person who just realized that I was projecting my reality, I'm just here to say it is a lot easier being present and just asking questions and finding truth. Um, People like to play pretend and play like they don't know what's going on or they don't know what they did or what they're doing in ways to like negatively affect spaces or you know like a place that they have with you in your life 
And for that, I just say, if you have patience, educate them. Um, tell them what they're doing, you know, if it's a space that allows that. But as this, within my own life, I can say this, I've tried for years to tell people um, truth, you know. I tried to educate, I tried to open up um, awareness and if someone's not ready for it, they genuinely just will not react or they just don't hear you. And that is perfectly okay. But I just say, take that shit with a grain of salt and keep it moving until you find uh, someone or a space or people, a person that fucking hears exactly what you're saying. Find your group, find your person, find your people um your people will also find you you know if you're struggling in spaces where you just feel like your same sense of self-awareness is not valued or is not reciprocated leave (laughs) that's like easiest word take advice for me because it took me forever to do so so if you know get the fuck up out of there bro get at your blessings everything that's meant for you yes it will come but it's it it'll take your blessings to come a lot longer if you're in spaces that do not support you and i feel like if you're in a space that doesn't value um the same things that you value leave You can only tell someone so many times the things that you care about. If they're not hearing you, and then you physically see them do things that go against the things that you speak about, get the fuck out of there. (laughs) Get the fuck out of there, alright? Anyway, that was that on that. Let's just talk about the patriarchy, because I am so tired I almost went on a rant today on TikTok and I just stopped myself because I'm like, save it. Save it for the podcast, to be honest. Because let me tell you something. First of all, the song Pushing P, it dead ass. Like, I'm gonna let you niggas know right now. Sorry, am I allowed to say that on here? I'm gonna let y'all know right now. Music is a vessel and sometimes the person singing the song is not where the song is coming from. Okay, keep that in mind because there's a lot of dummies who be singing music about some beautiful, magical, majestic shit and their personality is ass. Okay, so again, keep this in mind. Okay, um, Push and P is quite literally the only P men can push is the patriarchy. There is the masses, the male masses that are here on this godforsaken planet are in a demise of a false power that they hold that does not exist. Pussy is power. That song is literally pushing P is the patriarchy. <laughs> this is obviously my um my take from it, but I feel like a lot of motherfuckers would resonate, okay? realistically real like let's be fucking for real right now i don't give a fuck what the government got going on i don't give a fuck what the church is i don't give a fuck 
I don't give a fuck what these people are telling you right now. I'm gonna let you know right now. We, as far as I'm concerned, on this channel, this girl, this person, I am in a matriarchal society. You could not fathom and sit here and tell me that women are not literally ruling the world. Regardless if the structure of our world is set up for that, I don't give a fuck. You cannot carry a life in your stomach and transport an entire vessel into this planet. I don't give a fuck. Women can carry without a man. So, como se dice, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to say shut the fuck up more than that. Like, there's not a lot of arguments to go in further aside from that that validates every fucking argument i don't give a fuck about strength we are not in the hunger games motherfucker we are not in fucking um picking like fuck what is it fruit gatherers and like hunters and gatherers fucking time we are not there we are in a capitalistic society sure money really is the thing that is pushing everything on in our shit right now but if women girls come here come come closer i just genuinely feel like you should all go on a celibacy strike and let me tell you why you will realize how much shit men will do for a woman, period. Fuck the pussy. I'm sorry. Take the pussy out of it. She don't even exist. She's closed for shop. She's gone, okay? Men do everything for women. If you sit, if you watch men, if you... I mean, the boys right now is a little... You know, they got a little twang to it. And this is an LGBT inclusive uh, motherfucking podcast, okay? Know that for sure. But I'm gonna tell you right now, these heteronormative men, heteronormative men who sit here and start podcasts and gossip about women all day, gossip about women's productive rights, sit in fucking group chats gossiping about women at their big, big fucking age, I'm going to tell you this right now, either because of the society that we live in and because it is not normalized or you believe it's not acceptable for you to go pop your twat, you are literally popping your twat regardless. You doing pop twat behavior. Keep it a bean. Like, I don't know. I know everybody, like... I've said this to some of my guy friends and they like roll their eyes or whatever when I'm just like, no, the sassy man apocalypse is for real. But it's the fact that men in this patriarchal society, it is not normalized for men to express their emotions, to act like a normal fucking human being, to be um, the men that once were. Let's just say that. Um, so the revolution, the revolting against the patriarchy for men is to literally act like a bitch, bro. Like, no 
fucking cap. Like, I'm not even saying this to be funny. I'm dead the fuck ass. Is men right now want to be on social media just as much as women and they are upset. They are upset that women get paid to be beautiful even though back, back, back in the fucking day, men had to pay to marry a woman. You had to pay to fucking find a wife. You had to give the woman's family bread bro you had and y'all are out here fucking using instagram filters and but you like are still going like it's just the fact it's a fucking contradiction you can't be sitting up here on social media popping your shit like a woman and then also think you the prize men are never the prize you are not that special beloved and a real nigga knows that like Keep it a buck. You do everything you do to fucking attract a woman. What women do, more than likely, is always to attract women. Unless you a pick me. That's another fucking... But that is a result of what? The sassy men generation. Women can only become a pick me when the women aren't getting picked. And I wonder why the women aren't getting picked. Maybe because you and your homeboys are sitting on fucking Instagram, sitting on Twitch, sitting on fucking TikTok, popping your twats to discuss women's business, what girls are doing, because you're mad you can't fucking do it. How embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. I don't give a fuck. If you don't have any talents, the quickest thing a guy can do is start a fucking podcast. Like, get the fuck out of here literally get the fuck out of here like go please spare me i i have a disdain i literally have a disdain you don't understand i've came across like i'll be in public and it's always this kind of archetype of a fucking man who comes up to me it's a man who thinks because they're a creative that they're like free-spirited and liberal and like they are with women not against women and these be the same types who are popping their twat in a fucking group chat with a bunch of other grown-ass men talking about women. How about we discuss why your 40-plus, 35-year-old ass is only fucking talking to 21-year-old girls? You don't want to talk about that, though, huh? We not finna get into that? Mr. Mr. Sassy? No? Okay. So, but like, let's talk about something for real. Let's talk about why the women in your age group don't want to fuck with you. Because to me, that is the most telling thing. Let's be fucking for real. If a woman your age doesn't fucking respect you, it's probably because... There's nothing respectable about your grown ass at your big, big age. Keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck, babes. Cut that shit out. (laughs) I just can't stand it. Like, I love femme boys. Femme boys, heart, heart, hearts, you know? Literally. Love that shit. But... I'm not going to sit here and think you're being fucking progressive and think you're tapped into your emotions 
and you're a liberated, conscious fucking man when realistically you're just playing the archetype to get more bitches. Ugh. I don't like that shit. It's fake. It's imposter syndrome. You niggas got imposter syndrome. Completely. Okay? I don't give a fuck. Call a spade a spade. There's different categories of men. There's hype. What is the fucking word? Um, there's hegemonic. I believe that's the word. I will correct myself if I'm wrong. But the hegemonic man archetype is a man's man. That is the men who completely, first of all, you can be a hegemonic man and be completely balanced within your femininity and masculinity. That is very obtainable to do and still act according, still move in space and time and life like you have some fucking common sense. The hegemon, oh, a man's man. So let me describe what a hegemonic man is, sorry. Um, a hegemonic man is a man's man. It's like the most mask in a sense. They're like kind of basically the divine masculine, if you want to call it that for a very like spiritual term. Um, but that is just simply a man who is a conscious, active, divine masculine entity. We got about 5% of those. And at least 1% of them is my friends. <laughs> so be fucking for real. Okay, then you have just ignorance, like men who are fucking ignorant, who just like to spew their hatred and disdain and probably their daddy and or mommy issues onto the world and just make all women rue the day when the third grade crush Rebecca <sighs> ripped up his fucking letter heart in front of the class now, for the rest of his fuck-ass life, he is going around being a fucking nuisance to society, trying to make that shit an aesthetic and a part of his personality archetype, thinking shit is cute, and trying to pop his shit on social media. You're ugly. Don't give a fuck. Then, you got the femboys. Like I said, ugly as fuck if you do what I said, Okay. Mind you, I'm just talking about all the ones that I hate. Um, the ones that I love, you are kind and dear and near in my heart, and I support you, and I hope you are having a wonderful day and just moving through light and love, and you, you know, you know, if this is, if it's hitting a chord, it's probably for you. If you feel nothing because you know this is not you, then it's not you. If the shoe don't fit, don't fucking wear it, you know? Anyways... Then you have those. Then you have podcast men. <laughs> then you just, I'm just naming like a list of guys that I hate, <laughs> the archetypes. But podcast men, men who have such a heightened sense of ego, men who gain fucking they really don't gain shit, but they feel better about themselves for putting down women, for putting down women in our generation, for trying to make women amongst a collective seem like 
there's these are different kinds of girls. These women are not um how the olden days women's. These are the motherfuckers who want so quote unquote, I'm using air quotes here. Um they want traditional women, but they are not traditional men. These men are not that. They believe too highly in themselves that they could never amount to the fucking standards that they're even trying to push on their partners that they will never obtain because a bitch you asking for is not gonna fuck with you. Keep it a beam. Like, look in the mirror. <laughs> look in the mirror. Fuck, I wish I had a buzzer to just... Ugh. See, like, now now I'm into this. This my shit. I just, I should just yell about stuff. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> but no, for real. Like, tra- the fake traditional men who sit here and try to go on rants and think they're so high and mighty. And these are normally fucking men who work nine to fives, who have no time and have a lot of fucking childhood trauma that is completely unresolved. And probably have disdain because their first love left them. Am I hitting a chord for anybody? Oops. Um, these motherfuckers? Yeah. Give it up. Because <laughs> the women in the society are a direct reflection of the patriarchy. As the patriarchy shifts, the women in the society have no choice to an extent to... Um, mobilize and get an opportunity out of the situation men are mad men are big big mad there's a lot of fucking men who have a lot of fucking opinions on what women do just as much as the men who sit up at 80 fucking years old in the supreme courts and make these rules about what women can do to their bodies these men these men who get no pussy, no dick, um, no nothing because pero you're unattractive. Um, your spirit is nasty. Or you're manipulating people to get something out of them. Or you're paying them. Either one of those situations are normally the case. Um, I'm just tired. I'm just so sick and tired of men thinking that their opinions matter. I live in a matriarchal society. Women are the only thing that matter in my world. If the woman is not being like fucking um, wined and dined and spoiled and like admirized and like literally treated like the fucking divine feminine she is and she exists as, you have no space to speak about quite literally anything to me. I don't wanna listen, I don't wanna hear anything. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I don't hear no more bullshit. But now it's just like me being vocal on the fact that I literally think you are all spilling bullshit. Literally, that's just it. Like, I'm tired of the cap. I'm so tired of the cap. I'm tired of y'all not knowing yourselves. I'm tired of men not resolving their traumas. I'm tired of men not crying. I'm tired of men having all these bottled up emotions and feeling like they can't express themselves because the one time they tried to express themselves in eighth grade and fucking Cheryl said fuck you and the whole class laughed like shut the fuck up. Do you know what women face on a regular basis? 
Shut up. Like, cry me a fucking river. We're in a patriarchal society, bro. Go into fucking NFTs or something and make 10 fucking bands right now. I don't want to hear shit. I'm going to say something super um, controversial. Not like (laughs) the last 20 minutes of this weren't controversial. But my controversial statement... That's like the same thing for me as white homeless people. Listen, listen. Homelessness is an entire effect amongst the pan, like the entire world. I am well aware. No matter what the fuck goes on though, not one person, no matter what they're doing in life, can literally eradicate homelessness. That is a part of the system that was put here and in place for what the fuck ever reason. I don't know, bullshit, more than likely, but what the fuck ever. Um, But it's like, as a black person, when I see other POCs in homelessness, I know that there was an actual, I'm not going to be like actual injustification, but there was a physical injustification that caused this collective of people to not have the same privileges as white people in a capitalistic American society. That is also patriarchy for me. Men, cry me a river, Justin Timberlake. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of A Girl With A Joint. Um, more coming soon. My next episode, I'll have a guest. And yeah. Thanks for listening to me rants and um bash men only certain types of men you know the men that relate for the last 20 minutes uh i really feel whole you know i feel like i i needed to let that out i just needed to tell somebody like not that i don't say that already but like i just had to make it vocal on a platform where everyone has no choice but to like see it if you see it and listen to it if you listen to it So I feel like I can move on with my life knowing that I definitely said that and it was necessary because fuck the patriarchy. This is a matriarchal society. So if you're coming, if you're coming over here, move accordingly. Act like you know. Okay? Great. Bye.